Because I took, I got the Moderna shot, <laughs> one, and it beat my butt up. Hey, I, by the way, by uh, the way, where is this guy that I call the Anthony Bourdain of IoT, the bad boy? Oh, oh you mean um, uh, Rob? Hey, you got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's the Anthony Bourdain of IoT. Yeah, he is. He is. And also kind of like the wine aficionado dude as well, right? But uh, yeah, welcome. So we have AGK and we have PG. This week, it's all about acronyms. And in this episode of IoT Coffee Talk, we're going to be talking about casual no, I'm just kidding. You know, I always I always read it as casual for some reason. I don't know why, but no, causal digital twins, right? Oh. Which is just a, an amazingly intriguing uh, concept. And we have who I think is a, a guru at this uh, joining us to have a IoT coffee talk about it. So uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Uh, I'll go first. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll tell you briefly, why is causality so important? And we'll take this up. Okay. This causality is the single most important connection in the universe. And I'll substantiate this, you know, during our back and forth. <laughs> okay. My name is PG. Uh, what qualifies me to do this is it's going to be a slightly long introduction. About 20 years ago, I developed a full-fledged industrial strength IoT system for Rockwell Automation, and I've been doing this ever since. Uh And three years ago, my job at NEC in Japan was going to their six global labs. They have labs like uh, MSR, Uh Heidelberg, Tokyo, Beijing, Singapore, Princeton, and Silicon Valley, and pick out these technology gems and put them through a startup accelerator internally. So one of them that I picked up was on causality. So for about three years, I knew about this. So it has been spun out. It is called ingua.com, uh, .io, I-N-G-U-O. But my understanding was limited. You know, I was just making the gates that they pass through, are they qualified? Uh, but uh, in the last few months, got very seriously interested because I think IoT is, you know, we need causality to cross the chasm uh-huh. that I can talk about later. Okay, wonderful. Uh, AGK, you want to introduce yourself or are you going to hide? <laughs> you know what? Um, I'll, I'll hide if that's okay with you because I, I think I, I didn't, I mean, I was not prepared for 
this, I thought I was going to be a listener, so I'll be a listener. Really? Nobody's ever prepared for this. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, you know, <laughs> Interesting. no, there's nobody's, we're not even prepared for this. So are you prepared for this, Mark? Are you ever prepared? No, we're never prepared. Yeah, yeah come on. on. Join the conversation. We want to see and, your face. And at any time, uh, any of my girls can pop up here and scream something. <laughs> so I'm yeah. not prepared for anything. Yeah, we're not. But um, I well, need a digital have... twin and a causality to predict them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Yeah. So um, help us understand. So I, I read through this deck that you sent out, learning um, um, causal digital twin. And uh, help us understand what's the difference between uh, a correlation and causation, because that seems to be two distinctions that you emphasize and, you know, describe um, through the, uh, the piece. So um, if you could uh, let me uh, show a slide, that would yeah, help sure. a lot. OK, uh, because I don't think there is a better way to demonstrate the difference between correlation and causation than this little picture. I'm still not allowed to share, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, Hold um, on. All right. Now you can. Okay. Thank you. Um, this is a very simple picture, but it gets the story told. I don't know whether you can see on the bottom right-hand corner, uh -huh. do you see a little truck? Yeah. That's it, you know? Look at the guy uh, who's in the truck bed. He's pushing, and if you're just looking at correlation, yeah, his push and the truck moving are correlated. Right? Uh. But look at the guy in the back. He's pushing too. He's also correlated with the movement. Uh -huh. But if you had to, you know, they're tired, it's hot, you want to give them an energy drink, who do you give it to so that you get the truck moving? The guy in the back, right? Right. So right, right. this is just a simple way of, of thinking about it. But there are two, three different ways of uh, uh, thinking about another simple way. So let's say we have two things that we are interested in. Correlation is a single relationship between them. And in fact, there is no directionality. It is two things are correlated. One correlated with the other or the other correlated with this doesn't make sense. It is there. But Think of the causality between those two. It is suddenly a lot more complicated. This one can cause this, that's a directed arrow. Or this one can cause this, that's a directed arrow. Or they can cause each other. Suddenly, correlation, which was a single relationship, now causation, there are three. Mm -hmm. So everything gets more correlated, no more complex. Uh -huh. Now, for the practical way, the real difficulty comes in, in the following. So um, if you don't have causality, you cannot develop explanations. You know, you can only say, ah, when this happens, that may happen with that much probability. Mm. That is prediction. That is correlation-based prediction. Right. But this is what we've been seeing in the last, oh, so many years, explainable ML. Right? Yeah. People are, are annoyed. You know, beyond just being told, go do this, they want explanation, they want reasoning, they want what is causing what, perhaps a chain of causes, what is doing. So for doing that, it becomes pretty obvious that 
you need to know how these elements are causally connected. And in the terminology of causality, what we call is correlation can do predictions, but causation can help you do predictions and explanations. Uh And explanations require causality. There is no way around it. Uh So when I think about it, you know, and as an IoT, I don't know, lover, ecosystem, champion, all those things, um, you may be seeing a slide saying kink in the IoT growth. Are you seeing that? Yeah. Okay. So I've been involved, like I said, for 20 years, and I've seen the first part of the curve and actually done it and implemented it. And it's been very helpful seeing what's going on with remote machinery and stuff really helps you form an opinion about what's going on, but it only gets you to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid, I don't know whether you all share the same feeling that there's a bit of disillusionment. You know, what is all this nice dashboards and this doing to my bottom line or top line? I spend hundreds of millions of dollars deploying this across my huge factory or factories. This is nice, but nice is not enough for the CFO of your customer, right? So what is lacking? In my personal opinion, it is what is called prescriptive analytics. Uh That is what these explanations tell you. If this thing happens, that happens. So if you can do some experiments on it, Uh then you can say, ah, there is something we can do with this. So instead of you know talking a lot about it, I just made up a thought experiment. This is not real. I'm not a you know car guy. So I said, what can you do with a, a causal uh, digital twin for uh-huh. EV, for example? One uh-huh. classic uh, use case is, and of course, one of the things primarily uh, for EV is driving range, right? Yeah. So. Instead of just seeing what is the tire pressure on your dashboard or the remaining battery in your dashboard, oh, that's all great. Let's, can we do something better? We can if we have these, these causal relationships available to us. So I just made up an experiment. We have not done it. Yeah. I want a partner to do this POC. And you know, I'm ready to give away everything to go and do this. But this may settle uh, things clearly in our heads. Uh-huh. So let's say we have these sensors. You know, A is a current draw sensor, temperature sensor. B is some RPM and torque sensor on the motor here, and something on the tire to see how things are going. So one of the first things in <clears throat> in a causal analysis is you talk to this you know EV expert, auto you know genius, and he or she can tell you, well, there is a simple uh, what we call a DAG, directed acyclic graph we can draw. Because if oh. the outcome variable is A1, that is the current draw, we want to know what the current draw is, it is affected by, you know, as you can imagine, RPM, torque, all those things, right? So this may be the uh, graph that explains or its causal basis of what the current draw is. Now, if that is the case, and there are some technical things to be done to make sure that, uh, say, C, that's the RPM, uh, the tire RPM 
does have a causal impact on current draw, maybe this link doesn't exist. So there are technical ways to know which links exist out of this fully connected one and which are the directions. And in IoT applications, I usually punt that issue because <laughs> that is very difficult. It's called causal discovery. Uh-huh. So the reason I punt it is, you know, man-made systems, as opposed to, let us say, in some healthcare study, you know, you smoke, you're obese, you have diabetes, and then you die. You know, uh-huh. if you say, what is the cost? It is hellishly difficult. They're all connected right, to right. each other. There is no expert who can come and say, oh, this is why it happened. Well, it's not clear, right? Right. Cases from point to case to case, it varies, and population, it varies, and so on. Hmm. But in our realm, we made it. It's man-made systems. It's we engineered the system. So when the design went in, we knew what was going to cost what. So the domain expert can give at least a very good starting point without doing the technical causal discovery. By the way, the startup by spun out of NEC, that's what they do. Uh-huh. Uh, without domain expert, given data from these five nodes, uh-huh. it's a huge search. It's a, you know, we were thinking of using quantum computers. NEC has those things, uh-huh. supercomputers, because number of nodes increase. Uh-huh. It just, you can imagine the search is enormous. Yeah, but is aren't the economics just a bit out of, if you're, if you're tapping or looking to tap into quantum computers to do this, which um, I think have at the moment limited ca- uh, capability to do so in a, in a economic way, um, isn't this a bit ahead of the curve? Well, that's the reason why I stayed out of, what Ingo's uh, market is. So <laughs> their market is a, like market research, you know, like one of our clients was China Mobile. Uh-huh. So they go do this big survey and say, okay, their outcome variable is customer satisfaction, let us say. Yeah. So then they had this big questionnaire. We sent it to like a million people. We got hundred thousand responses. So it is like download speed, the monthly, you know, uh, subscription amount, uh, customer support, blah, blah, blah. So there is like 50, you know, columns or parameters and outcome is satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Now, within this, what is causing what is what China Mobile wants to do so that it can adjust it. Now, here are smart guys without having done the analysis. Can you imagine what was the biggest causative factor in customer satisfaction? Um, so, so let's quality say of we, service. Yeah, quality <laughs> of service, download speed, all that stuff. At least in China, maybe this is same everywhere. Yeah. It was simply the monthly subscription fees. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was the biggest uh, causative factor. Right, but, right. You know, but, but it's good to know. Otherwise, you may give them a gigabit pipe and nobody gives a rat's ass, right? So yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's a very difficult thing. That's why I keep staying on this IoT domain. So Leonard, like I said, this is man-made. So uh, somebody can give me this graph. I don't have to go discover. So causal discovery, then comes causal estimation. But the estimation is from the data. Find out what is the amount of this causality. This is, is it zero or is it 0.1? Is it one? And then on this graph, if we change it, how does the outcome variable change? For example, what is B2 RPM? So, you know, in these EVs, 
R, there is no gearbox, right? So there is an RPM versus torque adjustment. You need more RPM to generate more torque, et cetera, right? So they have a setup there. So it can be tuned. So if you tune that, would that reduce, increase current draw? Uh, of course, we have to see how does that satisfy the driving feel? You know, do you still get the oomph out of it, et cetera? So, you know, it's, it's amazing. You can use it for all those things. Uh, uh, for the current draw, you know, it's just the basic is like, predictive monitoring kind of thing, performance monitoring. There'll be a new thing on your dashboard. It'll look something like this, and it'll show as the car is running, you know, some causation, some link gets, let's say, thicker or brighter when it goes this thing. It'll be a cool kind of this thing, uh, <laughs> dashboard, but also it'll be indicative of fault prediction. Suddenly one link just got very strong, you know, got red, hot, you may take it to the dealership. You may want to. But the real value is in the last two. This, oh, they are all, this is all, not all one, just two and three. So these two is really where causality makes the difference. You can do what if this what if analysis is obvious, right? If we did something, what will happen without having to go and do it on the car? So we don't want to do destructive stuff. But on this graph, you can do all of those things. You can change the torque RPM relationship and see what happens. You know, is the current draw uniform, minimum, et cetera, right? So that is what if analysis. Again, my understanding is limited, so I can't think of a lot of what if analysis, but yeah. an expert will have hundreds of things. So one little thing I use is if you're thinking, where do I use causality in IoT? This is the answer. Just think about where you have a why question. Whenever you want to answer why, you need to know causality. Without causality, you cannot answer why. So if you say, why is this running hot? Then you go to causality. You find, oh, current draw is higher. So the temperature of the battery is, is going higher. So whenever you ask a why, so if it is in utility or electric distribution, that is a brownout, and you say, why is there a brownout? Then you need causality. You need the graph. You need to be able to do this what-if analysis. The other thing, which is really uh, causality special, is called counterfactual experiment. That is, after you've collected all these things, if you had to ask a question like, if I had not done that, what would have happened? Think about it, how hard it is to do when you have actually made measurements, uh, think in a social or a biomedical experiment case, you've collected all these data. If I had not given him aspirin, would his headache have been cured? How do you ever answer that? Those are the counterfactuals. It didn't happen, but say you can ask and answer those counterfactuals. This thing. So here, again, I couldn't think of really compelling ones. I was simply saying if the RPM sensor failed uh, or some other ones, motor RPM sensor failed, can you use this, uh, the tire RPM uh, sensor as a proxy? Not a great counterfactual, but there are counterfactuals. In my paper, I talk about a bearing failing and then what would happen. So those kind of things can be addressed. So this, I think, would give this group a sense of, the value of, of what it is. What do you think, Mark? <laughs> you you find uh, 
any of this relevant for the kind of work that you do? I think it's really, really interesting. But I, I have a question, actually. So, how does it so how does it scale to move from one customer to the other with this? No, or so you need a lot of uh, specific stuff every time that. No, you go to a specific company or industry. So let's take, again stay with this EV example. So let's say this is a Volkswagen, you know, EV platform, right? So they build the exact same a million of them, or they would use the same and they would use the same platform for three other models, right? So for all of them, it'll be the same. Um, uh, uh, DAG, right? The, the the causal graph will be the same. Now, the beauty of this is, this is a self-learning thing. The the weights that I talked about, see, this is one of the big problems in, in IoT. A lot of the, think about insta instantiating something, let's say predictive maintenance, and you have a thousand motors on a plant floor. You know, I used to use that for, you know, I used to work, uh, deploy this in paper plants, steel mills, or the old Saturn, you know, auto factory. Mm -hmm. You know, each one, you have to instantiate, you have to set these things, you got to put all this stuff here. Uh, the, the paper that talks about, and I'm giving this all away, by the way, uh, the algorithm actually learns. All you need is this, set up the car, as it runs, it learns these things, and then it is set. So the deployment part becomes easy. Now, if you have to do it for a green building HVAC system, of course, the graph is different. But again, with one domain expert, with a, I don't know, maybe a group of domain experts, you come up with a, the graph, and then you put that in, and the estimation algorithm will then start instantiating. So every instance now is in your library, and you can use that for uh, the, the the predictive maintenance type of aspects on a continuous basis and for the dashboard. And the analysis will be done, for, uh, you know, more or less often offline, right? What if uh -huh. analysis, you're not doing it while you're driving, right? So this is for improving the business productivity of Volkswagen or, you know, the distribution site. Hmm. So, so that's how it is used. Okay. So you mentioned discovery. That that's where you have the domain experts come in and kind of set up the graph. Is that what? How exactly. Look at it. Okay. So so two big steps: causal uh -huh. discovery, causal uh -huh. estimation. Causal discovery. Fortunately, we can punt it. Uh -huh. well, I think Anthony Bourdain is here. Right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Hey, Rob. <laughs> Hey, it's Anthony here. <laughs> Talk about cooking. Really? Yeah. Rob, I've been calling you Anthony Bourdain of IoT. I like that. The bad like boy. That. The That's bad cool. boy. The bad boy. <laughs> IoT. I love it. I love it. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Good. I'm good. I'm good. Just lots of meetings. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, hey. Where are you, Rob? Are you still in Arizona? Are you in the no, desert? I'm back. You're back at home? Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never seen that background before. I always see Because I'm just sitting in a random chair. Oh, really? Where is, yeah. where is home, Rob? I'm just out in Duval. 
Oh, your neighbor. I'm in I'm in Maple Valley. Now. Okay, cool. All these cool. Microsoft guys. Yeah. <laughs> so PG's been rapping about um, uh, causal di- uh, digital twins, and he's you know stepping us through the process of actually setting these things up. So. But, Excellent. Uh, you missed you missed out on most of it, man. <laughs> the story of my life. Yeah, but uh, but this is a podcast, so it can be watched later, right? That's right. I'll watch the oh, video yeah. and learn. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. and Rob, just a special for you. You call me and I'll walk you through this. Okay, that's cool. Oh, Anytime. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No problem. Absolutely. So, uh, apparently, these causal digital twins, and we'll have to uh, ask you, PG, why you you know why digital twin, but. Uh, these co- co- uh, causal digital twins are geared toward answering the why is how you simply think about it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Whenever you want to know why, uh, you may not realize it, but you don't need causality. So now we are exposing it and making it clear that, yes, so you know where to go look. This is why I just wrote a blog yesterday saying, uh, uh, explainable ML. If you don't look at and dig into causality, you'll end up in tears because you won't find an answer. Mm. Yeah, you, know? you can't find explanation unless you know why. So there is a way forward. And in the case of digital twin and IoT, it's just my personal preference. People can do wherever, whatever. The algorithms that I have published is applicable in any any area. But my personal interest happens to be this. And you said, why digital twin? I have a personal opinion that digital twin is the home of machine learning and AI in IoT. That's where we need it. That's where it comes together. Now, this can, of course, be on the edge, some small part of it. The other part of it, where let's say we do what-if analysis and counterfactual experiment, that'll be offline on the cloud. But the you know the EV performance uh, graph that comes up, or knowing oh okay the current is that that link is getting hot, that's all in the edge, right? So there is a separation, but I can, I think of it as this resides in a digital twin. It's a convenient way of thinking about it for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. I mean, we last week we got into all kinds of weird discussions about digital twins. Um, you know, it's just we're seeing um, a lot of, let's call it metaphysical uh, overloading of the idea of digital twins, what I, which I thought um, just kind of confused the issue. The way, I mean, at least I like to think of digital twins is that, uh, you know, it's solving a certain type of problem. And a lot of what you're talking about are the analytics that you might apply to, a, a, you know, to a, um, a quote unquote digital twin. Um, Because, you know, then uh, we've seen some diagrams where, I mean, literally the digital twin becomes like everything. It's like, okay, then what are we talking about? You know? Yeah, it's a a suitcase. Yeah. And that's where things get kind of iffy, you know. Um, But I I can totally appreciate uh, the the form of analytics that you're talking about here in terms of analyzing um, real-time performance and then being able to take data that's streaming off of a asset do sort of this multivariate uh, analysis and then stitching together these causal 
causal um are you you call them causal graphs or what what do you call them yeah uh, causal graphs are those dags the direct yeah. acyclic graph yeah yeah yeah, yeah. causal yeah. graphs there are two more things that are specific to this causal digital twin one is at least majority of the time today's iot applications uh, such as predictive maintenance, et cetera, is asset per asset. Yeah. Uh -huh. They look at an asset. <laughs> this one is about connected set of assets. So you're going from that maintenance mindset. Like I said, maintenance is a, a hard sell. I tried to, I did that 20 years ago at Rockwell. Boy, that's a very hard sell to the customers. But if you say it'll improve your production, or or higher qualities you can charge higher. Cha-ching, cha-ching, you know, the people start buying. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we got to move to that domain. So here it is right for that. This is for a set of connected assets and their dynamics. So connected assets, dynamics. When you think about what uh, uh, Preet uh, Banerjee does at ANSYS and others, huge simulation digital twins. It's all about structure, right? It's about heat and stress and of you know static things. So static things are useful. It's good in the design and stuff. But when it's operational, it is the dynamics of it. How are they interconnected? That EV example. How is the current being drawn? And how is the RPM and torque being related? It is the dynamics of it that affects the current draw, not just the statics of uh, the tire diameter and so on. They have a role to play, but then as they are operational, it is the dynamics that comes into play. So this one specifically addresses over and beyond current uh, methodologies, the dynamics of connected assets. Of course, you can do all predictive analytics on standalone assets, of course, but that's the real differentiation of, of causal digital trends. Now, uh, if I may, Leonard, uh, there's one slide that I wanted to show, and uh, if you would let me. Okay. Uh, this is, I know this is about the time you may be wrapping up. So uh, this is an offer that <clears throat> I have for all of you and for other people that you know. So in my career, I've reached a stage where I'm giving everything away. <laughs> I'm giving a bit of... Mm, my money away to cost this, but also the things I know. So uh, can you see a slide which says my offer? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, everything is in public domain. Uh, I'm willing to give away the code. I'm actually willing to handhold them or, you know, people who are interested in POCs. No compensation, nothing required. I just want to see this proliferated because I believe it is so important. Then, of course, if you want to take it productized, I'm sure you can patent it and companies can make it their own. But mm -hmm. these first two stages, uh, and I'm particularly interested in a few of these domains, manufacturing, automotive, and grid buildings, you know, it's kind of very fashionable today. So mm -hmm. uh, please let any of your colleagues and cohorts know that this offer is on the table, cost them nothing just a real commitment. And of course, you have to have access to this data. So it will probably have to be companies working in manufacturing, automotive, utilities, or green buildings. Wow, that's very kind of you. 
Hey, my my little bit, Rob. <laughs> yeah, Rob does a bit of this too. So, with give, the give, give. Right? Yeah. 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 Any any thoughts, man? Rob, Mr. Anthony Bourdain of IoT. I'm just so flattered to be the Anthony Bourdain of IoT because I'm a bad boy. That's awesome. There you go. <laughs> I miss I that guy. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> I, I, I hope you can cook like him. No, I try. You know, I put I I put stuff on Instagram. I cook. I'm about to make a cookbook of foods that are bad for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so don't cook this. I see. Don't cook good. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm up to four or five different variations of queso dip. Oh. So. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. It may not be good for you, but it tastes good. Yeah. Well, usually <laughs> I'll, I'll say that I'm running out of coffee, but I'm like faded, man. I, I had the second shot of the Moderna shot. Oh, tell me. And uh, it beat me up last night. When I did you get the shot? I got it 9 a.m. Uh, yesterday, and okay. around 9 p.m., uh, it just started kicking my ass. Oh, yeah. So sweating at night. So yeah, faded. So I'm ready I, to to. Yeah, I get my I get my second Moderna shot next Wednesday. Like Ooh. I get two in the afternoon. Well, maybe you'll be like PG, and it won't affect you at all. He, yeah, I don't know. Nothing. Oh, that's good. I'm glad to hear that, PG. Yeah, it's just random. You know, it's just each body reacts differently. I had none. No reaction. Wow. That's awesome. Good for you. That's great. Yeah. That's what you'll experience. Uh, So, Leonard, I have a question for you, Leonard. And actually for each of you. uh, Can we go around and hear from you what you could possibly do to proliferate this and and take my offer to people around you, let me just hear what your thoughts are. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think um, it for me, it, it all really just depends on um, the problem, the degree of the problem, and the ready, you know, sort of the maturity of IoT solution that's been implemented um and that people are you know like vendors are offering so it's it's hard to say i mean a lot of this stuff uh to me seems pretty advanced you know if you're looking at the maturity curve of um you know uh, an iot solution you're you're pretty much um you know uh looking at a, a mature environment and mature practices as well as capabilities. So uh, I, this is all kind of new to me. So I, 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 I'd have to think about it and we'll have to see if we share it around and um, if there's any interest, you know. Rob, any thoughts? Yeah, well, certainly it starts with a show here. And then, you know, I like to write. I write a lot of articles about digital twins and stuff. And I have a digital twin kind of test bed runtime platform here at home in my office. And so what's fun is to try things out. And so I think maybe a good idea would be to take one of your ideas there and try it out and then write about it and talk about it and say, hey, look, it works. Look at this. Look at this cool thing. We got to work. So I I think that's probably a good first step. 
Bravo, I like that. You know, the testing I've done it with is this rather famous NASA bearing you know, setup. So uh, lots of people in this domain know that. But uh, something which is real now, hands-on, that'll be an awesome thing. So love to talk to you about this offline. Absolutely, yeah. Mark, any thoughts on what you can do with this now that you know this? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't know what to say after Leonard and, and Rob, but yeah, I think let's see what uh, let's let's publish this video and let's see what the community says, right? Let's uh, let's try to incentivize them to test it, to send you messages, and let's uh, and let's see what people can do or want or want to do with this. I think now, this is really interesting. Thank you, thank you, AJK. I know you see yeah, Silicon Valley a lot of uh, startups. Do you see anyone thinking about a causality in your Thai family? Yeah. So what what I would like, um, you know, this is my suggestion, right? Having listened to your, um, you know, talk here, you know, my suggestion would be for each of that vertical that you have suggested in your offer, if you could think of, uh, I mean, I would even, um, you know like a POC story or a user story, demo story or something like that, if you uh, write a small abstract for it and then work with some of the leaders in those domain, right? Either their research labs or, you know, even startups, for for example. Like now I'm particularly interested when you talked about automotive because our company has got this uh, autonomous vehicle and automotive uh, group. Mm. And, you know, I could talk to our uh, your research guys there and see if there is something that we could do, especially, you know, because you talked about a little bit about uh, ANSYS work they're doing on simulator, because right now, for example, for the autonomous vehicles to be, um, you know, viable, right? I mean, um, you know, you need to have uh, a lot of simulation kind of stuff, right? right? Because, you know, you need to train your models all the time. And can't be, you know, going and train, trying this out on the road every time you change it, right? So you got to, right. so is there anything you can do there where you can and ask, hey, why am I, you know, like, for example, I mean, I drive, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm not about others, but I certainly have, a, you know, a Tesla and I'm driving um, uh, around and, you know, it's annoying to my wife though, but I try to put it on aut- autopilot as much as possible, right? So, see under what circumstances it keeps disengaging and i'm assuming that whenever it disengages it's uh you know i'm must companies collecting the data and then hopefully they'll improve it right i mean that's the idea behind it uh you know of course they have um diehard uh, alpha uh you know drivers and all that stuff but you know i don't i'm not in any signed up program or anything like that but Simulation is an area that I could think of, um, you know, um, you know, trying this uh, out. So we have an initiative in our company, and I'd like to work with. I mean, I'm just giving you one example, right? That's what mm-hmm. the thought came to my mind as we were, as I was listening to you. But you could look at every other thing, manufacturing the same way, right? You know, somebody who's you know doing it time and again, like you know. Uh, so so understanding that. And then trying it out so that people see the benefit, right? I mean, ultimately, success breeds success, right? Even if it's a little success, you know, you you've done a big dent. You know, that's the way I look at it. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I, I agree, um, um, sorry, Rob, uh, that the next thing is POCs. That's why I've put this in the as the offer. Then it'll take a life of its own. People want to see it actually working. And uh, Leonard, you're also right in the sense that this is not where the puck is, this is where the puck is going to be. But startups want to do where the puck is now because that's where the money is. They can't wait for where it's going to go. You know, yeah. it's too long, they'll be dead. So it, it really is, uh, you know, uh, I think AGK's offer is amazing. You know, it is people like this in the domain. Uh, we have a very small group, but I think you all are so well connected. So you may know people in manufacturing and, you know, green buildings and, I know IBM is very interested in doing this for utilities. So I'm not going around selling this. I'm more of sitting here ready to give it away and also handhold them through the POCs. So HEK, I would be more than delighted to try it out on your Tesla. We'll go put some sensors on it, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's yeah. enough of it already on that. <laughs> Good stuff. I think Teslas need eyelashes. What? That's my nice. They need eyelashes. That's why they keep disengaging. <laughs> bugs, you know, bugs on the camera lenses. You know, these yeah. can't drive blind, right? <laughs> That's kind of like when we talked about sensors going bad and who's watching the watchmen yes right, right. <laughs> i mean uh yeah it's it's um anyways i'm 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 uh i'm out of gas but uh and pg thank you so much for joining us uh agk uh thank you for joining us and sharing at the very end uh and <laughs> we appreciate that very much and for our listeners, uh, thanks for joining us. And we will be back next week with another episode on another IoT topic that Rob is going to just go nuts over, right? You're going to go ballistic, brother. We're going to cook stuff like Anthony Bourdain. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. All right, gentlemen. All right. We'll see you Bye, next everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Bye. Bye.